Welcome to ATP Fitness First Podcast. Uh, so, myself, Ian, and I'm here with my partner, Kean. And first of all, we didn't think we'd be doing any of this at all, so it is a bit mental, and we're definitely a bit nervous. But I suppose the reason we wanted to do this podcast uh, is we want to spread a message. Uh, you know, we, ha- we have a mission and a goal that we're trying to achieve. It's why we created ATP Fitness. Uh, so a little bit of background to myself and Kean. We opened ATP in Douglas in Donnybrook uh, three years ago. Uh, it was just myself and Kean. Now we've uh, f- six full-time trainers going on there, but we're trying to spread a message, uh, trying to help people live healthier uh, and live happier. Uh, we have a way of doing things, and uh, we think education is the number one thing that's going to really create change. So that's why we've come on this podcast, to really help you to just maybe listen to this. You're thinking, oh, I didn't know that, or something hits home with you, and you kind of question things, and it just really helps you get you on a, a path and keeps you less confused. So we're going to get started, and... I suppose, first of all, why should you listen to us? Uh, for someone who don't, people don't know us, maybe you're thinking, who are we to be talking? But from my own personal point of view, you know, I've trained thousands of clients at this stage, and I've seen people just yo-yo dieting, and I've seen it kind of affect their physical health, but also their mental health. And we're hoping that you know, by really getting through some of the myths and explaining things to you on a simple level, that you'll understand kind of what you need to do if you do want to kind of make real change. And just from a personal point of view, look, I've been through on a very personal level I've seen someone really close to me you know has been massively affected by physical poor physical and poor mental health which led to her death and like you know that for me alone is a massive massive driving force as to why I kind of want to help people prevent getting there and also people who are getting close to there to really kind of help them just live longer and and live better so that's why I feel you should listen to me uh Key and why do you think they should listen to you yeah so a bit of background on myself uh I certainly wasn't always fit and healthy uh, I used to be very overweight myself at my heaviest. I was uh, 19 stone, the heaviest I ever saw myself uh, on the weighing scales was 119 kilos. So I was a big boy at, uh, at one stage. Um, but when I did decide to make a, make a change and start uh, going down the route of trying to live a, a healthier life and, and, and lose the weight, shift the pounds, um, uh, you know, just through, through educating myself, through kind of like um, making lots of mistakes, making lots of errors along the way, uh, eventually um, lost six stone um, and I've kind of been able to like maintain that weight loss to kind of get myself into a place now where I have balance in my life. I, um, I'm i both like healthy and happy. I'm able to enjoy my life and maintain the, the weight loss. Um, but like, you know, there, it, it took a long time to get there. That was about 10 years ago when I was at my heaviest. Um, um, through like losing weight, through um, kind of learning about exercise and getting into training, I, I began to like enjoy it so much that I uh, decided that I wanted to help others. Uh, so like my, my big passion now and like my, my biggest goal uh, in life is like helping others uh, to uh, achieve some of the things that I've maybe managed to be able to do when it comes to weight loss, uh, when it comes to being being a, a healthier healthier person. Um, so it's, it's just really getting the mes- message out there um, of like, uh, you know, how, how, how to go about um, being being healthier w- without kind of a lot of the the confusion that's out there um, and misinformation. So hopefully dispelling f- some of the myths along the way. Yeah. So like just to touch on like you know we talked about it before obviously and loads of times before, but for people who don't know, like what set what was the set off point for you where you went you know fuck it, 
this is something I need to do something about here. Like, you know, do you know, because everyone everyone has a point where they're like, I better do something, I better go join a gym. Like, do you know, what was your point that you went like, do you know, I need to take some real action and then actually did like? Yeah, so um, I suppose it was kind of like a, f- a few years in my life where I was in my early 20s and, you know, I enjoyed going drink with the lads, enjoyed eating a lot of food. Um, and I kind of always kind of had maybe an idea that, you know, I should lose weight probably, you know, I'm I'm a bit too big, I'm a bit too heavy, this probably isn't great for my health. Uh, but there was a point where my, my wife, uh, my now wife, uh, pointed this out to me recently where we were in... Um, um, we were in a, a, a shop and there was a BMI chart on the wall and uh, I I kind of looked looked at it and like from from the BMI chart I looked at my height, I looked at my weight which was like 19 stone and from that it classified me as morbidly obese which was kind of a bit of a, a shock to me. Like you know I never saw myself as a morbidly obese person. Um, just for those who are listening that might not know, because people actually don't know, like you know, is yeah. like a BMI is you know a body mass index mm-hmm. that literally just measures your 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 weight and your height. Yeah. But it, it is just one factor. But I think we've definitely come around full circle to realize it. It is an important factor definitely. for the majority population. Yeah. So like you know, it is a reason doctors use it, like you know, when assessing general public public and general population. Uh, yeah. So like you know, people who don't understand the BMI side of things, you know, like. There are certain numbers there. It is just the weight and the height thing. It's mm. different when it comes to muscle mass. But for people who don't have massive muscle mass, like you know, if your BMI is showing that you're above thirty, saying obese, but if you're above thirty-five, you're your class two obese. But even if you're higher, if you're in your forties, yeah. then you're morbidly obese. And again, for those who might understand, morbidly means your weight is now a risk to your life. Like, yeah, that's so, scary, so, so, like. so like for those of you know, if you are classed as obese or even morbidly obese, like some of the the risks you're running into, um, which I had no idea of at the time and it was a big turning point for me when I went off and kind of after seeing that chart educated myself on like some of the risks involved you're looking at like uh, you know greater uh, chance of type, type 2 diabetes uh, higher blood pressure higher risk of heart disease kidney disease uh, multiple different types of cancer strokes so the list goes on and on and on so it was when um, when I saw that, it, it was a big turning point for me, and it was kind of a, a kind of a cop on moment where I was like, okay, I need to do something about this. And did you did like did you find then that like what, what was the first step you took for you know what, when did you go like oh yeah I need, I need to do something about it but you know what did you actually do what was your first step? Yeah, so I, again like you know I made a lot of mistakes, but like the first few times. I went to lose weight. I would have yo-yoed around the place with it. So I did things like, you know, like the only way I thought I knew how to lose weight at the time was like, you know, go running. So I do like a lot of uh, a lot of running. But like then I realized the running was making me hungry. So, you know, I didn't understand energy balance back then. So even though like I'd be going out uh, running and doing cardio, uh, trying to shift the pounds, shift the weight, I'd end up like over a period of time gaining weight because yeah. the running was just making me hungrier than what I had been before and like back then like uh, I didn't have muscle mass it was just like you know I was big over- overweight guy so um, it was kind of a lot of trial and error and there's a few years where there's a lot of frustration there where I'd like you know I'd, lo- I'd lose a bit of weight but then I'd put it back on again uh, so I can really kind of uh, empathise with a lot, a lot of people out there who like are are kind of misguided or misled when it when it comes to when it comes to weight loss and how to lose weight uh, because I was there I made all those mistakes um, I was I 
was there, did, did it, um, but I suppose learned from it. Um, and it was that slow process uh, of, of learning from those mistakes that I eventually managed, you know, how to kind of um, lose weight in a sustainable manner. And I'd be, I'd be a big advocate of losing weight in, uh, in a more sustainable way as opposed to this kind of like quick fix. Let's talk about that though, as you know, I think from both of us, we know each other well enough at this stage, like, you know, we've been in the industry, we know that we, it's very hard to get away from this quick fix idea, right? The confusion is there and like, we understand why, you, why you're confused, We like, we know there's marketing there, but like, the mass confusion comes from you doing something blindly without knowing, like, or being coached correctly and then you see a massive results, you see a massive weight loss and then you can't sustain that you go back to your old habits and then your weight comes back on. Mm. But you don't blame the the diet you might have tried or you don't you don't blame what you try what you tried. You you blame yourself. You're like yeah, absolutely. I yeah. failed on this like and yeah. then you, so when you think I have a wedding coming up or I have Christmas coming up again, I better go back on that diet that worked for me before. Mm. Failing to realise it didn't actually work for you because, you know, you're back to where you are. And that's what I think we, we, we see a lot. Yeah. We see a lot of people come to us, you know, and they've often like we won't get too much into know but that low carb diet, you know. Yeah. A big thing is like if you understand the principle is there, okay, the fundamental principle is that like we know at this stage, you know, you have to be in an energy deficit, you have to be eating a little bit less than your body needs to really lose fat. But the way you do it doesn't necessarily matter if it's successful for you. So that's where we see a lot of people like, and I've often bashed, you know, like weight loss centers, that kind of thing, uh, you know, uh, keto diet, all this kind of stuff. So you might hear me bashing those, but we're bashing them. It's like, if it genuinely works for you, if, it's, if you're going on this plan, if you're joining this plan and, and you're losing weight and you're getting healthier and you're getting fitter, uh, but like, you understand the main principle is that, you know, you're in an energy deficit, you're eating less, that like, you can sustain this this diet or food plan. Like, you know, if if that's for you, then do that. But if it's not, if it's torture, if it's hell, you're going to do it for six or eight weeks. And you're going to come off it and you're going to rebound again. And that leads to a lot of confusion, uh, you know, understandably. Like, like, people are being misguided or not even misguided, but there might be information being withheld from them when they enter one of, the, into one of these uh, fatty diets or quick fixes. So they're not being told the, the full story. So they might be losing weight there and then, but not being told why they're losing it. So then when they put it back on again, uh, unfortunately, they feel like a failure. Like it's, an, it's an unbelievable business model because yeah. you're yeah. going to come straight back to this thing that worked for you before. Mm. Uh, you know, because you're not being told that you're doing something that's completely unsustainable. You're changing all your nutritional habits. You know, you're, you're going on this strict chicken and broccoli kind of diet plan, yeah. and you, you're not realizing that this isn't something. This isn't life. This isn't real life. So, yeah. real life is like being able to adapt and and change the things. I think something that we harp on about all the time is balance. Absolutely. Yeah. But like talking about balance, though, is that you have to get to a place, this balance place first before you can have balance, in my opinion. If, if you've been living on one side of balance or your life has been unbalanced for a long period of time, then obviously there's going to have to be a shift in the opposite direction. I think I think people forget that, though. You know? like, yeah. as in, like, if, if, you're, if you're putting on weight, uh, and I question this all the time, I often say it to you, is that like, if you're putting on weight and the weight's creeping up, creeping up, creeping up, and the clothes are getting tighter and you know, getting up the stairs gets harder, all these signs are, are happening. You know, Everyone has a different point where it becomes something to do like you said you hit that point with your BMI but everyone, everyone comes to a point where I better do something about this mm. but like you've had that imbalance you've been over consuming and not moving enough you know, for a long period of time that now you, you've, you've excess body fat so like to get back to where you want to be where you still want to have your nights out at the weekend and stuff like that 
of course you have to sacrifice and have an imbalance the other side. You have to you have to put off the drinking and, yeah. and the eating out, you know, to a certain extent. You can't just expect to be I'll diet Monday to Friday and then, you know, my balance is because you have to have life. Yeah. You know, decide what you want is yeah. the key, like. I think a lot of it is, you know, we, we now live in a world of instant gratification. So, like, you know, pretty much anything that you want in life you can have right now. Uh, one of the only things that I know of anyway that like you can't have right now is fat loss. Sustainable fat loss, Sustainable yeah. fat loss, yeah. So I think I think people find it very hard to come to terms with that. And, you know, you know balance is... You know, li- living in the moment versus like looking ahead and like looking at what you want to achieve. And I think like that what you want to achieve thing is something that we discuss. You know, uh, like when I say it to people, I say it to clients, uh, what's what's your balance place? Uh, and I think it's very hard for people to. Everybody's completely different. We think we understand how it's it's an individualized thing. Okay, and whatever about being overweight and obese is is super complex, which we know. But and it's because it's so individual, so everyone's different. But like, what if you can figure out what your balance place, your your happy place is? So let's talk about the weight. For we know it's not everything, but like you know, it is a big thing for people. So I know myself personally. You know, I have a certain weight that I'm like, okay, I'm happy enough here. If you I can wanna, bounce if, between yeah, a few kilos. Give, give yourself like, yeah. a few kilos either way. So like if you get to here, like, okay, I'm happy enough with this mm-hmm. weight. Yes, I could be leaner, but being leaner means sacrificing, you know, meals out or having a night out with the lads or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it, it means sacrificing that. So if I want to get leaner for a holiday, then I will do that. Mm-hmm. But also if I have a, two or three weeks of, you know, and just having, just having, enjoying myself, you know, meals out, drinking, not even thinking, and I go up two or three kilos. Yeah. I have that kind of, I call it a 10 pound swing. Like if, if I'm at that weight where I'm like, oh, I need to keep an eye on things here because I'm creeping up but if I tidy up my diet again I'm back to this balance point and then if I want to get a bit leaner for whatever reason then I can diet yeah, so you're, you're, you're never there. more than like you know four or six weeks away from being in you know your ideal shape yeah but I think, yeah. I think like you know like, do you have something do you, are you something similar to that like you know yeah, like I think I'm there now, but it's literally taken me kind of ten years to get there. So yeah, yeah. So, so pay, <laughs> it just took me longer than did, did you. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. You know, so like I think the balance part is we get it, and we we want people to have balance yeah. in your life. Like it's it's not about dieting and flat out training six seven times yeah. a week. It's not so, about that. So like what I'd like to achieve and what I'd like ATP to achieve would be kind of helping people get there, but like a lot faster. Um, like maybe doing it without making all the mistakes uh, like mistakes are obviously necessary along the way but kind of achieving their happy place yeah. uh, where they get to be healthy and happier versions of themselves in the shortest time frame pos- possible I think I was watching something and they were talking about you know people don't actually necessarily fail on diets they fail on maintenance which I thought was really interesting yeah. it kind of got me thinking like you know so if you think like if you diet no matter what diet you go on you know, you'll diet and you might lose weight, you might lose half a stone or a stone. Uh, but it's when you lose that weight and you can't stay there, you can't yeah. keep it off. Well, that's so they've lost the weight then in an unsustainable manner. Mm. So, like, if they, they, they might have gotten to the weight they want to be, but if they have this big rebound out of it and put the weight back on again, like, you know, the means at which they got there didn't work for them. And it's, it's, it's looking at that approach. I think it's when, it's when something doesn't work. I think it's like we I call it the bubble effect. We always talk mm. about it, you know. How are you stepping outside the bubble? Are you pulling yourself out of the bubble and looking in for a second and going, Right, this hasn't worked, you know, but why hasn't this worked? You I don't know, think like, a lot of people do that though, because like next time that big event comes around and they need to lose a bit of weight, uh, they'll just look back at that time they lost half a stone. Uh, even though they might have put it all back on again and they'll think, Oh, well, it worked for me then, yeah. so I'm just gonna repeat. 
what's quite scary about that is, and I've seen it over and over again, I know you have as well, is that, you know, some people are genuinely okay with just dieting really hard and losing weight for that event, yeah. knowing it's going to go back on. But like... That's very short term. It is very short term. And you know, who might say that's wrong? But mm. at the same time, like you're dieting for what? To, to impress your friends? To, to put a picture on Instagram? You know, your first day of holidays. If you go on no carbs uh, and, you know, for a couple of weeks before your holidays. Boom. And, and then you go, you go, I'm on holidays now. I'm going to drink yeah. and eat the shit out of it. Water retention happens. Weight slash fully back on. So you got your nice picture up on Instagram. You look great for the first day, and I guarantee the rest of the pictures will be kind of filtered, or they'll be some other yeah. way because you but don't feel. You're going to you're you're like and spend the rest of your holiday not enjoying yourself. Yeah, and that's that's like that's you deciding that I'm going to do something because I want other people to feel good versus I want me to feel good. Like you know, yeah. uh, I think. So we, well, what we'd love to get across to people is uh, think a little bit more like long term as opposed to like you know just looking at the the quick fix or the short term yeah. outcome you want to think of like your overall health and well-being for the next 10 20 plus years of your life that's where people are not are not going though isn't it? and it's it's look it's an, it's a human mentality of like you know yeah. and like you need some sort of motivation you need some sort of event to get you moving and get you going and you mm. spoke with us yesterday that you know what we do with that motivation is so important it's huge yeah so like you know i believe like willpower is a limited resource so if you've like a holiday coming up or a wedding coming up you're going to be highly motivated at that time so it's very important to take advantage of that time frame where you have a lot of willpower where you have a lot of um motivation because like if you can create uh, habits when you have the motivation like when that motivation goes away or drops off which it will you'll have created sustainable habits that you know you can you can kind of uh, keep keep going with so like a habit is something that you find easy to do uh, like if you if, if you think about like you know the habits that you do every day you do them because they're easy um, so like you know with habits we want to build the ones that will be beneficial to us reaching our goals and get rid of the ones that hold us back and it's again it's it's again coming out of that bubble for a second and looking at something that right this habit that I'm doing this thing that I'm doing is just a habit first of all and now that I'm doing it it's not really impacting my life in a positive way so can I change it yeah. and most of the answer is yes and but you have to first create that could awareness be something tiny I mean if, if, if you have like a cup of coffee every day and you know two chocolate biscuits can you have a cup of coffee and one chocolate biscuit yeah and that, that like I think that's again looking at that long term thing of you know over a long period value yeah. versus it doesn't matter because it's only two biscuits whatever but it does over a week over year you know so looking at that I think a small example I keep going back to it all the time and it's really there's a book we'd re- I think we both recommend called Atomic Habits fantastic a yeah. really good book and really practical I think we definitely took a lot from it so I think anyone listen to that if you haven't listened or read that book it's a really good book but uh, one for, for someone who wants to kind of like learn a bit more maybe about like uh, building habits and yeah. Um, creating habits it's, it's, it's definitely fantastic definitely like, yeah. I always go back to like uh, my partner Lisa uh, pointed out something to me that like you know when we moved in and got the house together that when I brush my teeth there's toothpaste goes all over my lips every single time it's done for years <laughs> and now you know I've always just got the towel next to the hand towel and wiped the toothpaste off 
toothpaste all over the hand towel done it all my life you know I never really thought anything of it it's weird enough there's no, there nothing that was said, said to me and Lisa was like would you not just use the toilet rip paper to wipe it off and throw that down the I was like oh yeah and like to this day still I go for the towel a little bit and I'm like oh let's go and that's only like a really small you know, innocuous Imagine habit Lisa's like, all very calmly telling you this <laughs> while in her head <laughs> thinking <laughs> what are you doing especially <laughs> on the tent like, uh, but it is a case of just creating that, that that awareness of the habit like you know so look like, even people today could go what am I doing today that's like kind of you know, not positively affecting me, like you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to you know weight loss or even you know just anything at all, your relationships, or whatever. It's really important to just see that you you actually can change. You know, anything yeah. you're doing, you have the power to change, yep. which is is a big thing, like you know. So, like we touched on about you know healthy and happy, and it's something that I think we always kind of promote. But also, I think every fitness professional says like you know, healthy, happy, fit or stronger, and I get that, like you know, that's that's what we're trying to achieve. But like, what is health and happiness? Like it's different for absolutely everybody and I think it's, it's important for us to get that message across like we're not saying you have to be a certain way or you should be a certain thing everybody's completely different so like you know you have to be on an individual individual level everyone should have their own definition of what healthy and happy I def- is to I them I definitely think yeah. they should like you know what I mean so like we said we take a bit of time this week and like key in like you know what's to you what's healthy and happy what does that mean so healthy and happy um, I believe the outcome of good health should be a happier life so if I look back at when I was at my heaviest and classes like morbidly obese weighing in like 19 stone if you ask anyone who knew me back then I was very very happy person (laughs) but like you know I was oblivious to the health implications of what I was doing to myself Um, so even though I was very happy I was very unhealthy Mm. Uh, so it was through you know educating uh, myself and I suppose taking a step back and um you know, deciding to make 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 a change and lose lose the weight. That I suppose I slowly started becoming uh, healthier. So, um, so like it's it's with education. Um, there 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 kind of comes a choice then. So like you either can be uh, healthy or not. But like I chose to be healthy, and and that makes me happy. Yeah, that's like that's that's the balance. Like it's like yeah. they, they will counteract each other. Or they will find what ways. Like I suppose mine is definitely a bit, a bit long-winded. Like but you know I said like being healthy for me is having a number of things like being physically capable. Like things I think. Uh, gratefulness is definitely something I've become more aware of you know getting into meditation all that kind of stuff uh, even I, I want to do it on a small level but it's definitely helped me you know and gratefulness is something I've really come across that has helped me I try to convince myself is what exactly what I'm doing every day I have a little mantra I say every single morning say it's you know, only two or three sentences uh, you know I'm happy and smart and grateful for what I have and like I say that all day and it nearly kind of brainwashes myself even if I'm not in good mood to get myself into a better mood so that that for me is like you know creating that that happiness already but like being physically capable and being grateful for small things is is a big big one for me so like you know being great being physically capable to move to be able to train to be able to go play golf yeah. you know uh, I, I think that's something we've we've both become massively aware of uh now that we're both in our 30s like yeah, when, yeah. when uh like we've trained together for for a good while now and if you look at like the way you we used to train <laughs> five or six years ago which was absolutely oh, off the wall yeah like smashing it like destroying yeah. our bodies Let's like lift uh, as heavy as possible yeah, yeah every day until something <laughs> really crying yeah. really crying in the Whereas corner after now we're both like, like in the mentality of you know let's train in a way that like we can enjoy but like keep training well into the next like you know 
that's sustainability I think it's something I've started using with clients because it's just something I realise myself and I call it the 70 year old mentality you know uh, and that's where we're not looking so we're looking at six weeks time mentality mm. but if you take a 70 year old mentality approach and apologies to any 70 year olds but maybe an 80 or 90 year old mentality <laughs> but if you take that approach of like you know I want to be as healthy as possible I want to you know move as much as I can for as long as I can you know and by, by looking at that you're like right can I train the way we trained say you know say the way we did train was absolutely insane you can't maintain that no you way. know at yeah, all absolutely not. Uh, but same with your nutrition can I eat this way for you know the rest of my life again if you're hard dieting you're not eating carbs or you know even you're doing anything that's really yeah. extreme and not your norm you're not going to maintain yeah, that it's, it's something I truly believe when I say it to all clients it's like you know you should be able to wake up every morning and ask yourself the question can I sustain this long term yeah. whether it's like with your training or your nutrition or your lifestyle and if the answer is no, then you got to start asking some questions. Definitely. Like, or I making like, some changes. You know, I look at, uh, you know, Keen's mother-in-law and I think she's absolutely amazing. Uh, climbing mountains, what ages? Well, she probably won't tell us. Yeah, she's yeah. in her 50s, <laughs> anyway. uh, But uh, absolutely unbelievable yeah, woman. Plays you know, tennis she, for Ireland. Yeah, like literally just non-stop. I, like, she comes in on a weekend I'm like, Marie, what mountain did you climb this weekend? Yeah. Like that for me is like, you know, as, as you get older, you know, I think like being able to do these things is a huge, huge thing for me, and that's obviously as we're getting older. We, we have uh, a lot of clients now, well into their sixties, and they're all amazing. Like when you when you look at what they're doing and what they're capable of, like yeah. you know, it's inspirational. It is, it is unreal. Like, and it's just you know, like so, like it is really just being grateful for, for those small things. That like you know, even playing my niece and nephew at the back garden last last week. I'm class myself as fit and healthy, so like I was messing around with, with Oshin and I was playing ball, and I wasn't getting out of breath. But like, mm-hmm. if you're if you're if you're like you know morbidly obese, if you're really overweight, like that's going to limit those things. Probably and that's don't play with your kids. You probably don't enjoy playing with your kids. You don't want to get up off the coach and yeah. you know. So like, it is this, the, the small things. That is what for me. What kind of I want to I want to stay healthy and fit for for those reasons. You know. Having good energy throughout the day, you know, uh, rarely having to see my doctor because of illness. Uh, I definitely think touch wood, uh, like the ATP staff and ourselves, you know, we rarely, rarely have sick days. Yeah, and it comes uh, down to, you know, everyone looks after themselves. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not magic that we rarely have sick days. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's because we're, we are looking after ourselves. Yesterday, as we do get sick, I've gotten a man flu, Gav's gotten a man flu, you know. I think I don't think you've gotten sick. Never yeah, yeah. Well, touch wood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, key not yet, but not things like that, you know, uh, I think, um, but then, like, from a mental health point of view as well, you know, it's been able to understand understand for me has come with age this is a massive part I, I class as health for me anyway you know and happy is being able to understand my emotions uh, which is something you know people kind of especially lads might be afraid to talk about you know but understanding my emotions and how to deal with when emotion comes on first of all recognising the emotion knowing what it is and you know then being able to understand that I don't have to react to this emotion I can take a second that I think there's a book that we, we key in and Lisa changed his life calling <laughs> me the boy calls the Bible I still call it the Bible it's uh, the chimp paradox that's just for me I think so some people read it it's not for them uh, definitely hit home for me uh, just something that you know makes me aware of like when I'm about to react those like of that. you who don't know Ian before he was the ultimate chimp <laughs> <laughs> I really was uh, still a small bit but definitely less but again that's an emotional thing being able to understand right I'm, f- I'm angry here you know I'm going to react or else I'm angry here I'm going to take a few minutes and I'm going to just see how things and the reaction that five minutes later or ten minutes later is completely different yeah. but, but like, unfortunately most people don't take that time Yeah. so like you know like an emotion comes over them and they don't realise it or, or they don't kind of step outside and that's the same for you know for whatever even confrontation but also it's the same when it comes to you think like dieting nutrition you know emotion or, you know I'm really upset so I'm, I'm hungry so I'm going to go for food like you know yeah. can you take two or three minutes to just stop you're not going to die. Yeah, and that's it's something I said to people like you know, 
uh, like hunger, hunger hormones set off and stuff like ha- have they're there to regulate you know, hunger or whatever. But you know, you don't have to react to it. If you're if you're like if you're not if you're a little bit hungry, doesn't mean you have to go and eat. You can you can wait another thirty minutes, half an hour. No. Anyone who knows me and Keen, uh, does panic. There's a point where we flip. Like, we need food. We right don't now. want to be around this. Uh, so you don't want to be around this for that. Uh, but it's important. Again, like when it comes to nutrition, so you things are making sure that you you have you know what you're eating, you know what foods are available, that kind of stuff. But just I think from a mental health point of view, though, you know, understanding your emotions for me has been a huge one. And like happiness is is completely individual. Uh, and this is something where the challenge always is is that I feel people are afraid to say exactly what it is for them. And I talk about this about when it comes to clients and stuff, obviously at Keynes, you know, with, when it comes to weight loss or it comes to whatever your goal is, people are very, very hesitant to write down or tell you, this, Ian, this is exactly what I want to achieve. And I mean, to this, to being specific, because I think once you say that, it's out in the air. People, other people know it. It becomes real, and I mean, there's maybe that fear of, you know, I've said it now, and what if I don't achieve it? I think you said something last day about, you know, when you when you think of something, and then the next and the next thought is is fear. Yeah. So um, I listened to this recently, where, like, you know, if 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 uh, it's just human nature to, like, you know, um, when you come up with an idea. Um, and you think, oh, this is a good idea, or this is something to do. The very next thought that enters your head will be fear, and like most people, unfortunately, act on the fear, and like suppresses them actually making any change mm. uh, when like it could have been like a fantastic idea. And and even if it's not a fantastic it. idea, at least you learn from whatever yeah, mistakes you, you, mistake, you make up. Like, like, yeah, you know, so, exactly. But I think like again, and that's why I say happiness is something that's constantly changing. Number one, you know. It, if you say like this, so for me, you know, at the moment, it's like happiness for me is maintaining my good health, having healthy relationships with my close family and friends, being able to walk towards my vision, which, which you know, even something like this now for me is a massive, massive step for me because this is part of my vision, educating people and, you know, really trying to get information across to help people to live healthier. So this for me is a big day as well, you know, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really helping people to live happier lives. And it's also making sure I have time for myself. Like, so for me right now, that's my happiness, okay? That can change. The goalposts can move. And that's the thing. So even if you say, this is exactly what I want to achieve, but something happens and you want to, it just doesn't become that important. It's okay to say, that was that, but now I want to go here. Because if if you say clearly what it is, you can start going, every decision you make is going to be one step towards that. But if you're not if you're not saying clearly what you want to achieve, whether you know happiness, health, you know whatever it is, relationships, if you're not saying this is what I want to achieve from this, this is this is the end goal. The end goal will always change, but this is the end goal for now. Every step you take will be towards that end goal. So like it's important to know where you want to go. Yeah, and asking yourself the why. So I mean, like a, a common example is you know people coming in and they have a goal of losing weight. It's like why do you want to lose weight? So it's you know when people ask themselves why they want to lose weight and keep asking why it's going to be on the third or fourth um, answer that you're getting down to like you know the real reasons and like what their real goals are yeah. and like what really like w- will make them happy and if your, goal, if your goal is weight loss and weight loss is going to make you a happier person then, ha- then brilliant but a, lo- a lot of the time it, you know it's, num- something, it's something is, you're trying yeah. to achieve you know for a different reason you know there mm. might be a, a bigger rooted cause I mean Keen often say like you know the counsellors at some stage and we love that at some you know getting that, that emotional connection with, with clients and stuff but it's important for you to be so honest with yourself and, and it's it's very scary but you know when you are honest with yourself is where you kind of start really seeing results it's like I'm doing this for this reason because that third or fourth way as you said is yeah. where the real motivation it's asking, is it's asking yourself what the motivators are so like you know like why why is it you're trying to achieve this is it 
because of external motivators and maybe like what you think should be your goal is or is it like internal and like you know what you truly believe your your your, your goal should yeah, be yeah i think and that's we, like when, when we talk about healthy and happy the reason we kind of went down this route is because we were discussing that like it is different for everybody else so we're not saying and we're not trying to push onto anybody this is how you should be Do you know if if you're <clears throat> if you're okay with being overweight and <clears throat> you're genuinely fine with it and you understand the implications of being and let, let more so obese than overweight uh, but like you know if you understand the health implications and this is something we touched on is that like Losing weight and, and being healthier doesn't mean you're not going to get any of these diseases, type 2 diabetes, you know, stroke, you know, cardiovascular problems. It doesn't mean you're not going to get them. But what it does mean is that you're going to decrease your chance. Yeah. And our whole thing, our whole mantra is give yourself the best chance to get to 70, to get to 80 with as little health problems as possible. Often people say, like, oh, Ian, you can be hit by a car tomorrow. I'm like, you could, but you could live till you're 90. Would you not want to be able to walk your dog or you know, be able to get out and even just walk around the place for as long as you possibly can? Yes, you could. Something tragic could happen. Yes, you could get a disease or one of these diseases. But yeah, I really disagree with this kind of like uh, idea of oh, you could die tomorrow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's about it's like you know, there's, there's so much more to life. Yes. Than like, yeah, yeah. Yes, you could die tomorrow, but it doesn't mean you have to be an absolute you know idiot today because of it. Like you yeah. know what I mean? It's, it's not. It's te- it's not your last day or not as far as you know. You know, and if it is, it's you know you you should be treating it like can I I want to be as healthy as possible till then so like if your BMI says 35, 40 or you know and you're, you're danger if you get that down into 20s or 25, 26, 27 you're technically classed as you know in a healthier way all that means is that you've less chance it doesn't mean you're not going to but like let's why not give ourselves the best chance yeah, you're just dec- possible decrease, decreasing the possibility yeah, yeah. it's the same when you, come, when you come to training you know people will, will train uh, f- but why are you training like you know you've asked people why are you training and the majority of people are training for weight loss and you know coming to our gym there's probably why 95% of the people coming to our gym well, well, 90% it's, it's why people gym. start training that's, that's, uh, yeah. that's a great point because yeah. some, like, I think when you're from talking to clients no majority of people are like it's their head that they're seeing, they're seeing the benefits. So like, yeah. like even people who might have come for weight loss is like, oh my God, my head is in such a better place. Mm-hmm. My family are benefiting from it, you know, uh, coming in training. So like utilising training for what it really is. You, training shouldn't be a weight loss. Yeah, well, you. exercise for the right reasons. Like, so I suppose what we believe um, the reasons you should be exercising or training for will be kind of like, you know, increasing muscle mass, getting stronger, getting fitter, increasing cardiovascular f- uh, fitness, you know, for, for your head, for, mm-hmm. for your mindset. Uh for relieving stress, you know, it's all massive, massive, like, yeah. massive beneficial um, things. But like, don't exercise for weight loss because it's like a highly inefficient uh, way of achieving your goal. Like, because that's yeah. just going to come down to energy balance. Like, we'll, we'll be touching more in, in the next few episodes. You know, like, and like, I suppose what we believe is like, you know, <clears throat> we do believe there are a lot of pillars there uh, that that are you know all really really important. And we believe like if one pillar isn't working for you, then it creates a domino effect and it's important to understand and figure out what that pillar is for you. So everyone has, you know, different ideas. But for us, I think, like, uh, do you know, our pillars are, do you know... Um, definitely nutrition, exercise, sleep, stress, mindset and mental health, uh, purpose and relationships. But, like, it's important to understand that they're 
not in any particular order. Yeah. So I mean, like it's going to be completely different from individual to individual. Um, the most important one right there is whatever you can identify as the one that needs the most amount of work in your life. And that that is really important. Like to, that to first ask those questions to yourself. Like what what of where am I struggling in my life right now? You know, and we will always just jump on. And this is coming from a gym point of view. You think we would just sell in like come to the gym and it's nutrition and it's exercise, it's nothing <laughs> else. But but unfortunately, it 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 is more than that. So if you're jump, I say to people before, like if you're going through a stressful period in your life, it's not necessarily a good time to be dieting. Like, so people might go like, oh, do you know the way it's not coming down? But like, do you know, there's issues going on that have you massively stressed, whether it's work issues or, or something else, or relationship issues. It's like, okay, no, it's not the time to focus. Add another stress so like you're, here you're, you're stressed and then adding in another stress and on top of it. And it's important like, if you're in a good place and everything's great, then let's, okay, let, let's go on a diet phase here. Let's try to lose some weight, you know. But like, tackling just nutrition when you know the issue is something else. Uh, is important like you know our scope of practice is kind of nutrition and training uh, but I think definitely just more from experience that we've learned how to deal with other situations we can definitely talk about stress and sleep we'll have a guest speaker coming in to talk about mental health uh, in a few weeks so each pillar is so important but it's about you asking your question, asking the questions like go through each of those like so like, if you go through your nutrition how's your nutrition is your nutrition good Do you know are you happy with your nutrition are you happy with your weight Exercise, are you exercising regularly? Uh, why, if you're not, then why not? Is it because you don't want that? If you're exercising now, you're like, can I maintain this rate of exercise? Exactly, yeah. Are you sleeping well? A big thing we've learned on sleep is that, like, you know, the whole eight hours thing, that's, you know, it's what you need. How, much, how many hours of sleep do you need? Do you know, I can survive on six hours of sleep perfectly fine. I think I'm okay on six hours of sleep. For some people, it might be eight or nine hours. It's figuring out, you know, can watch your sleep. What are your stress levels like? Do you have good relationships in your life? Do you know, do you have a sense of purpose? I think this is something me and Keanu always kind of talk back and forth about. Like, purpose is like, you know, are you walking towards something? Do you have, do you have, do you have a, a vision? Do you have yeah. a vision, a reason? Your vision could be your family. Your vision could be anything at all. It doesn't have to be necessarily like, I think, like, you know, I'm very kind of, like, my vision is this. It's, it's you know, helping people, talking to people like you, uh, being career-orientated, you know, really trying to drive, you know, ATP fitness. And that's giving me my purpose. But for someone else, it could be something completely different. Yeah. But I and do believe... Again, like, your vision can change every few and months that's, that's something that's something we really learned as well like you know we had a mentor that helped us like you know and made us he made us force <laughs> force yeah. us to do a vision we were kind of scared of having a call him every month we were like oh well, it's, it's not an enjoyable thing to do at the start at all it's important to understand that as well yeah, that, like we found it hard yeah uh, at the start but definitely if you can make it a routine and a habit is definitely it's it's, it's massively beneficial massively beneficial yeah. yeah so i think like you know there are areas we're going to touch on uh but I think we kind of <coughs> went through a few things there. But the big thing for us today is, like, and, and each of our podcasts, we're going to try to give you a bit of a, a challenge or a bit of a you know, homework to do. And and this week for our first podcast, what we want you to do is like take some time uh, and really do it is write down what happy and healthy is to you. Uh, be open and honest about it and try and be as specific as possible because when you do that, that's where you're going to really see some things happen. You'll start kind of making steps and making choices uh, to kind of improve your life, you know. Yeah, we'd love to get some feedback uh, from you as well, guys. So any questions you have at all regarding anything that you want us to talk about or that you feel like you need a bit of help with, um, just uh, send them through to us. Yeah, so just make sure. So we're going to have... Uh, podcast up and running uh we're going to be doing one maybe every two weeks uh up until christmas uh just make sure so a little bit of a competition for you so we're going to offer you a chance to win our atp weekend survival guide which has like you know alcohol calories how to how to get through the weekend you know and still enjoy yourself has some of your takeaways you know calories all that kind of stuff and something to be aware of and we also have like a 
we a recipe book which has like 30 uh, recipes that comes out each month so for, we're going to be an opportunity to win a weekend survival guide and one of our recipe books so all you have to do is use the hashtag ATP Fit Podcast and share our podcast and uh, tag an ATP so that's hashtag ATP Fit Podcast uh, tag ATP Fitness Cork and you've been a chance of winning that competition so thanks guys that's our first one done uh, went alright we think we'll be here we'll, we'll listen back <laughs> we'll and find yeah. out uh, so thanks and stay tuned we're really looking forward to, to keeping it going